Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. All right, have you heard about the new Podcast One app? There is no other podcast app like this, exclamation point. Download the all-new Podcast One app now in the App Store or on Google Play Now. You can find out everything about your favorite shows and get more content from my show. Find articles, social media, episodes, and even make playlists. It's easy to comment and connect with other fans, too. We have our own little community on there. You can share your favorite content and see behind-the-scenes photos. Plus, get a 360-degree video and watch a bunch of shows in virtual reality. There's over a 1,000 videos on there right now, exclamation point. It's like you're in the studio. No, exclamation point. The new Podcast One app looks so cool and has so many little things you can do, including fun things like rewards for listening. So what are you waiting for? Download the new Podcast One app in the App Store or Google Play now, exclamation point. Now Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Here we are at the Porsche Experience Center. We've, we've just come off the track. Bill from the Malibu Kitchen at the Real Zuckerman and Jerry Seinfeld, the original Porch Boys. This is all part of uh, Bill's birthday party experience. We were all just in GT3 RSs, 911 Turbo Ss, racing around the track. I was hoping we could start the podcast, but Bill is feeling a little nauseated. How do you feel, Bill? I'm good. So did you... We can't hear you unless you talk into the mic. Did you what what happened? You 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 first of all, did you have a nice time? Listen. I'm still trying to figure out where my Get up to the microphone right there. You can you can tilt it up. I'm trying to figure out where my left testicle is. Adjust the mic there straight up. You know how to work the mic? Just adjust it up there. There you go. So what did you know, did you have a nice experience? It was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I've never been in a fast uh, Porsche. I've been in I've been in an old old Porsche, mm-hmm. Jerry's old Porsches. I've sat in a couple of them. I've been around them for ten years. So how did? At what point were you? What point were you crazy with them for years? Let me ask you a question. What point were you getting sick? Uh, <laughs> what point was I getting sick? Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, instructor, who is a very very cool, very nice guy, um, German said uh, he, was, he was doing fine until I uh, accelerated when I wasn't supposed to accelerate. Right. He said, you don't want to do that. He I was said, not German. <laughs> he was German. <laughs> it you felt German. Do- he was fine talking like me for the entire time. And then all of a sudden when I did the main press down. Right. And uh, he said, you don't want to do that. So wait, but, you uh, took a turn too hot and you got sick? I took a well, no, you know, I it's just, rare. That it's by the way, it's rare you're going to make yourself sick yourself driving. 
Usually you're a passenger. Like even I get yeah. sick when I'm a passenger in a race car, especially in the back. But driving it, you don't get sick. No, I got, I got a little, got a little nauseous. Um, I'm probably, you know, I don't drink coffee, so having a little bit of that uh, coffee this morning when you kept well, saying. Well, remember to when me, I kept saying, "Don't, don't have coffee." Don't do the coffee. Yeah. I know. I kept saying that over and over again, yeah. and I watched all of you guys do it. Zuckerman, what about I you? Do a lot. How, did, how was your? You know, you and I, I think came into this experience the same way, thinking. You know, we've been on proper racetracks. We've been in proper race cars. What does the Porsche Experience Center have to offer us? Yet we both came off the track and had a wonderful time. Well, I can't believe it because I, you know, I'm so cynical. I'm such a, a, a cranky old guy. I, I would really, agree. I, I'm I, cranky. Yeah, and I, would, I think everything sucks before I experience it. So why, <laughs> why should I even bother? It's going to suck. I'm going to have a bad time. It's right. going to be a waste of time. I should be sitting in my office uh, and making money. Uh, and, money. And, and, and money? Fuck everybody. Yeah, he I, said that incorrectly. He said making a dog. Money. money. You're making money. But, but so, what but did you learn out there? I learned a lot, and I love this place. I'm already thinking about how I'm going to come back. And I'm thinking about how I'm going to get my two young uh, kids who were too young to do this, somehow sneak them in here to do this. I thought it was absolutely terrific. So you're already thinking about how to break the rules. But I, I totally agree with you. My, you know, I Im- immediately thought of Erica, my wife, who was in a very bad car accident when she was 17 and is now terrified on the road. My two boys, you know, when you're, you don't want to experience a car losing the rear end or screeching or spinning on the street. You want to do it at a place like this so you learn not to panic because it's usually that turn you take too fast or you, you start hearing the tires chirp and then scream and then you panic. That leads to a crash on roads, right? Right. And here you do it over and over again and you learn how to steer your way out of it and, <laughs> you, you know, it's useful. It's a use. I think all driver's ed should incorporate something Absolutely. like this. Right? And in Europe, in Germany, for example, they do incorporate stuff like that. And, I, and what shocked me when my kids, your kids are a little younger than mine. Right. My, my kids recently both took their driving tests. And the, and the first thing I asked my daughter was, how did you do on parallel parking? They don't have that anymore. The thing, the thing that we that was the hardest thing to do when we were when we were getting our, our licenses, they don't have anymore. They don't have parallel parking. No, Why? no. Well, I don't ask me. I guess it was too hard. Judging by the way people drive around LA, I don't think they have anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right? As long as you can stay in your lane and move the thing and break it, it you get your license. Right, yeah, right, right, and, and everybody's depending on their on their nannies. The uh, the, the the thing, the blind spot mirrors, mm-hmm. lane assist, parking assist, all this other stuff. And of course, and and Bill, uh, you know, he must have gotten licensed when he was still driving a Model T. No, there was no Model T when he was at driver's age. He was in a Flint. Hours older than you. He was in a Flintstone mobile. That's his first thing with his feet going through the. What did you take? Yeah, what did you take your driver's test in? Well, first of all, I got my driver's test. I, I took, oh, there we go. I took my driver's test uh, with the guy who runs the Motor Vehicle Bureau because I had been driving in New York for two years without a license. And the guy I was working for, the guy Weintraub, found out that I was driving him and his kid. I was working for him. I was his assistant. So you were a professional driver without a driver's license. And then on Fridays, I would take his kid to Hebrew school and then he found out that I, was not, I wasn't a licensed driver. But he found this out when I was in backstage. His wife was singing at the Persian room. 
And he found this out Keep backstage. your puss on that microphone he there. He found this out back. Am I, how am I doing? I'm good? Yeah, you're yeah, telling yeah. this story to the home audience, Bill, not yeah. Zuckerman. <laughs> he's, he's already, he tuned out like five minutes ago. I've heard it three ago. times. He's heard it three times, right. You've told me. And Mayo Lindsay was there. He's still looking the wrong and way. And Weintraub, <laughs> Weintraub was screaming at me when he yeah. found out. Lindsay walks in to see Jane saying hello, and he's looking at, at uh, both of us and wondering why I'm being uh, yelled at. Right. And uh, Weintraub says, can you believe this kid? He's been driving my son around without a, <laughs> without a license. And, why, and he said, well, let's get him a license. Mayor Lindsay says to Weintraub, let's get him a license. He says, well, uh, all right, what do we do? He says, no, call this guy tomorrow. And we called the guy. I went downtown. And they just gave you one. Well, I went in the car. I got in the car. I'm hoping the story is going to end soon. But I keep going. In the car. Well, we're out of time, block. ladies and gentlemen. He said, do you drive? I said, I drive. He says, okay, you're passed. Okay. And that was it. That was it. Well, wow. Another New York story of money changing hands, favors changing hands, <laughs> and nobody and, and, and competent drivers getting their licenses right. the wrong way. I, it seems like the, the, the stuff that you're up to anyways. Well, That's no, the stuff I, that, I, miss that, I miss those days. You miss those days? Yeah, everything's too official these days. Oh, really? can't, get, can't get away with anything. Who's unless, the Hungarian then? What does the Hungarian do? Okay, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't. Well, Bill, let's talk about what you learned today on the track. Because I... You drive an old Range Rover, right? I let you drive my Ferrari 365 once. But this is all yeah, just canyon driving, right? Yeah. What did you learn today that you didn't know? Uh, just keep your foot off the brake. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just stop braking when you're not supposed to brake. When you, and when you start skidding, take your foot off the brake. When you're going into the, into the ice, I said, but there's no ice out here. Why am I doing this? He said, it's okay. Just Take your foot off the This brake. was on the skid pad? This was on, on the, the hill? Pad. You were in that uh, Miami blue car, right? Yeah, so was. we saw you get sideways a few times. Yeah. And then the GTRS3 was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Now, I didn't do GeForce. I didn't go on the... What, now, what is that straight at the end, the straight but when you just go 110 miles an hour? Yeah, they and have it, a little bit of a runway off to the left. What do He was calling it something. I don't know. It was pretty... But they would not... It was interesting. They, they would not give me the top speed the car does. They said, we're not a racetrack here. We're kind of a training facility. We don't right. like to say how fast you can go. Right. But did you hear how fast you can go there? Yeah. He told 110? me I was doing, I did 110 at 3.9 seconds. Jerry Seinfeld is sitting end. down. Uh, What's that? Good afternoon. Oh, Zuckerman, he was not in the bathroom. What, you and your period, put down your phone. What are you doing? You're trying to make the money? <laughs> I'm trying to make money and have fun at the same time. <laughs> well, you're not going to make it. I was discussing it. my 917. With, speaking uh, of money. Yeah, speaking of money. With you who? know, um, I was some of the, uh, um, you know, significant parties of uh, people that uh, I frequent with. Mm -hmm. And what, what are oh, we discussing? Well, you know, there's a 917 being auctioned I do. at Gooding this mm -hmm. uh, August. That is or is not real. It's, it's a real 917, <laughs> and it's in the Gulf livery, but the, the, uh, the uninitiated might think, hey, that's the 917 from Le Mans. It was one of many cars that Steve rented to make that movie, but it, it never belonged to him and wasn't the star so car of the movie. So, you know, whenever they sell cars, a little confusion sometimes helps. So uh, it's not quite a Fugazi, but... No, it's not a, quite a Fugazi, but it's a... Uh, 
It's a, it's a slightly out of focus lens. <laughs> In your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, what, your car was the camera car for the movie Le Mans, right? Didn't That's it come right. with the camera yeah. mounts on it? Was it ever raced professionally? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, and it had some good results. And it was raced by um, uh, Reinhold Joost. Oh wow! The the great uh, European. So in the so wait so in the movie Le Mans, Steve McQueen, what did he? What was the primary use for that car? Was it a camera? It was car? the star of the movie, and it's the car that Steve <laughs> drove in the movie. So the car. The car. So the camera. But that is not the car that is being auctioned at Gooding this August. I hear what you're Let's saying. Let's be clear. Jerry's got the real car. Everybody, right. if you right. really want the real thing, see Jerry with lots of money. <laughs> So we were just discussing, how do we make sure the public knows that this car is not the car? How do we do it? I, I, I thought I, I was I helping. Think they, yes. This is, when <laughs> I is think this, this is helping. Huh? When does this run? Oh, when do you want it to run? Tonight? Right, right now. Let's go out live. <laughs> <laughs> that's with podcasting. We can just hit the send button, and here you go. You have it. Um, just so I'm clear, though, I, always, I was confused that it was like one of those like Panamera camera cars. But I guess the camera mount was on the front, and the camera was aimed back at the driver, right? Is that how? Do you know how that? Well, they mounted it in various places and various times. You know, it, it even they even had a camera mounted in the actual race. It did. Yeah, in wow. nineteen seventy. And where yeah. was that mounted? On the hood. Right on the hood, yeah. facing. And it out. Was, and it participated in the race. Wow. So if we watch that old footage on YouTube, we see it. We're going to see it go around the track. Yeah. 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 And what place did it come in? I don't know. In 1970. I don't, I don't know. What a find. Yeah. Who found that car? Well, <laughs> <laughs> someone at this table. <laughs> How did you like the Experience Center? Uh, it's definitely the center of experience <laughs> here. I mean, it was unbelievable. What, is it, what was it like for it you, Bill, just, being someone who's never done anything like this? Really, never, never driven done a Porsche. Never, never done never anything. Been away from the store. Yeah. This is, I mean, just Compared driving to taking on the a, a knife with mustard on it and slapping <laughs> it on some rye bread. Just <laughs> driving out of the 405 was an experience. And since I haven't been on vacation, this was more like a, a vacation and, a, and a, a shot in the booster rocket. Wow. It was unbelievable. Wow. Um, in the sense that, you know, getting in that car, first the GT3 RS is very different than the Turbo S. Than the Turbo S. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I mean, the Turbo S is, uh, you know, everyday rich, rich man. Wow, he has some know, disdain for the car. Turbo S. Did no, you hear that? He's starting to sound bit. a little like us. Yeah. We but love that car. But, yeah, but no, you notice. Nice car, for, nice car to drive to work in. Yes. But the GT3 RS is just... That's your a car? Different. It's, a boost, yeah. it's a booster car. It's right. a booster rocket. Mm -hmm. and, um, and sitting, you know, never doing this, and then sitting next to the fellow who was uh, my instructor, mm -hmm. um, and he's been doing this for 12, 15 years, and he was in Germany doing it there as an instructor in different cars, and then he came here, and he's got it down, and I said to him, look, I, I, I'm a little apprehensive. He said, just listen to me. Just feel it. See, that was my favorite part. Having a guy next to you telling yeah. you what to do, even yeah. in life, would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so don't forget to kiss your wife goodbye. Yeah, All right, right goodbye. Right, right, right. <laughs> don't forget it's your anniversary. Uh, <laughs> Show like, up to your kid's game. Shake it, pat him on the head. Like having that coach around the right. track. Like a caddy. Yeah. 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 Kramer had one, <laughs> a I life think. Caddy. Had a caddy. Oh, in life. We've already done that would wish, Yeah, we did that bit. <laughs> He would come whisper in his ear before he would oh, make that's dinner right. plans. Yeah, that's but, right. 
But it does help. Well, and then I also well, found it very helpful to have uh, an instructor and a guy driving fast right in front of me so I could just chase the guy on the line of the track in front of me. Yeah. And then when we passed him, I felt cool that I was going faster, but then I would get a little lost. Yeah. Did anybody come close to crashing? No. Not me. You, no. Bill? Well, I was on the ice. I, uh, if there was that, that the bend, the skid, the Well, that's what you're supposed to car, do, right, right. Well, there's something that stops the car. Cement. And it's not me. It's the cement. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and you Thank catch God the edge of the, the tires. I saw uh, that happen. You were going great. sideways and yeah. then it grabs. But yeah. that, that was but fine. Well, it felt great. And he kept telling me how good I was doing, but it didn't feel right. But I felt a little nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> Nauseated. There was, there, there was nausea coming. <laughs> a couple of times. In, in fact, in the very beginning of the GT3 RS, in the first five minutes, mm-hmm. after I went on the top of the track and I did that really fast right, fast left, it started to feel like something was coming up in my Oh, throat. really? Yeah. I've, was, well, I've had that experience here. Yeah. I, I was doing this CNBC thing with C.J. Wilson, and they put me in the back seat of a Panamera, and he oh. was driving like an idiot, and lap four, <laughs> like I said. Yeah. You're listening, C.J. <laughs> You're listening, C.J. You, you know you did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. And I stepped right out of the car. I said, that was it, and I was done for the day. <laughs> done for the day, because I was looking at the back of a headrest. I had a camera on one side and couldn't see out here. And, oh, yeah. You know. It's the worst feeling when you get that. Oh, it's drag. terrible. Yeah. First time I went to Willow, the first time I ever went to a racetrack, the instructor took me around, did that to me on the first lap, and my and I was done. My bell was rung. I was on tilt. <laughs> I couldn't do anything yeah. for the rest of the day. It was over. I think I had axonal shearing of my brain. <laughs> my, my lobe separated. Axonal? Right. Axonal is the axons that, that connect all of the wiring. Axonal oh, like shearing. Axon. More than a doctor. It's called axonal shearing, and you don't want it to happen because once they shear, they don't go back together really? again. So the connections are lost. You lose connections. You become. Have you had a case like that? Oh, yeah. Tons of them. <laughs> You ever make money on a case like that? Lots of money. <laughs> Lots of money. That's if your brain gets turned into mashed potatoes. Like if we were to take Jerry, for example. That's like right. The FedEx wait, wait, wait. Truck. I'm going to interrupt. The Zuckerman has a potato scale for the amount of damage to the noggin in yeah. an accident. Mashed potatoes, as I understand, is the highest degree of injury that you can have, right? Well, yes. When and I'm, just below that is rocks in the right, head? Yeah, rocks in the head. Or, <laughs> and we also have Swiss cheese. But if you see, you see, and you wonder why I say that, but I say axonal, and you guys go, what? What? Is that a detergent? Well, I think of our audience, people probably don't know the meaning of that term. Right, axonal. but they understand if they have mashed potatoes inside their cranium, <laughs> they're fucked. You don't want that. You don't want Swiss cheese. You don't want rocks. You don't want... And, but what is the difference? Like, it's, what it's, different degrees of severity? Yeah, I know, but give us an example. Somebody who gets rocks in their head. What is the injury that gives you rocks in the head? Well, you, and what can they do and not do? Okay, you head on something. You hit your head. If, you get, if somebody whacks you over the head with a baseball bat, you could end up with either Swiss cheese cheese or rocks and 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 and, 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 and what can they do can they can they communicate properly but then they sometimes people you think they're communicating properly and you have a full conversation with them and two seconds later they say to you have we ever met before <laughs> so that's swiss cheese well on that or that could be it depends yeah, that could be mashed potatoes how bad it is and then and sometimes if they have their executive function is out they could just look at you and say 
want to come to my place tonight? Uh, no, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, do you have a pause button? No, they don't have a pause button. They have no restraint. They have no boundary up there. They have so no whatever boundary. comes into their so mind, what they they get, there's, no there's no filter. They're either angry, horny, hungry. Uh, Just satisfying base desires. How much, if you have that, how much do you have? It, 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 it depends on the utility of your brain before <laughs> you, you got to, it got ruined. Right. So, I mean, some people never use their brain. It was on untapped potential, <laughs> and then it's hard to quantify what that's worth later. A brand new, fresh Boy, brain. It's a, lot, a lot goes into this. Variables. It's just yeah, like yeah. TV. What makes a hit show? There's, yeah. a lot, mm-hmm. there's a lot you know, a lot you don't know. Right. right. So why, why were you getting a call about this 917? What was it? Because there was some talk out there that this people are thinking that this 917 is Steve McQueen's car oh, I see. No, because no, no, it has no. the same livery. Boy, this has happened a few times to you. This is like the yeah. second time that there's been news out there. Is that Jerry's 917 for right, sale? Is right. that just because these 917s get painted in that Gulf livery? Yes. And how many uh, correct Gulf livery 917s out there are there? Weren't I there, don't know what the correct they, Weren't there two is. or three of those? The yeah, 20, maybe. The 21, the 22? Yeah. And you have number 20. 22, 22 is the serial number. 20 is the livery number. Is the livery number. And if, we're, wow. if I'm correct, there are more 917s out there than were actually made. Really? Well, that's what we know. We know that there was, there's been a couple of fake cars. Yes. Put togethers. Put togethers. Yes. 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 Put togethers. This from here, a chassis from there, a body from there. Right. <laughs> well, whenever the values of these things go up, uh, chicanery often ensues. Fraud. fraud. I love As fraud. I'm, I'm told, anyway. As you're told. Yeah. And that's... And that's say, I'm told. That's what I'm told. It's my understanding. Yeah. <laughs> so you heard that. Yes. 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 That's right. I heard that. Well, who's the 917 guy who knows these cars better than anybody? Is that you now? No, but a lot of, there are people that know them, and then there are people in the hobby that are semi-educated mm-hmm. and uh, are very well-heeled, and sometimes we're looking to separate those two things. What to, was the for the gullible, the third yeah. group, which is the gullible, uh, the loaded right. and gullible. Gullible's travels, yeah. which we've often... Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been on. <laughs> You were offered I that. Haven't yet been on that. You were offered I'd that like to be. 1970s, right? From the uh, wasn't that passed under all of our noses at yeah, one point? Yeah. The McQueen 70s. What yeah. was the number on that car at that moment? Was it a million dollars? Oh, I think it went for a million in the end. Ooh, they're they're bringing the guy. There was an wow. Italian gentleman on the East Coast by the name of Frank Galogi. If I yes. recall, oh Dallagly. yeah, G- yes, Dallagly. and he got it for something like one. Of, he wow. he got that car for one and two hundred thousand, and then restored it and got the million. If I'm wow, and to, to wow. my understanding, yeah. I, so I've been told. So I've been. Do you told. regret passing on that car? No, no, no. Why? Because I got the nine seventeen. That's the. Uh, that's the Hope Diamond. I, mean, I would imagine these drives. You could drive the 70S to the 917. <laughs> Look <What>? at me. <laughs> I'm in the movie. Look at me. I'm Steve McQueen. <laughs> yes, that's right. We believe a lot of auction buying is about the guy pretending you, to be Dean. the guy who used to own the car. Now, we've just brought out fries. some Porsche hamburgers and Porsche french fries. This looks really we should have amazing. Eaten, we should have eaten this before we went out driving. Yeah. Yeah. This, we would All right. Well, we're going to take a, a little break here and eat a little lunch, and then we'll be right back with Spike's Car Radio. You know, there's something about True Car a lot of people don't know. Using True Car can also help you buy a used car. In fact... 
There are over 700,000 pre-owned vehicles, that's used cars, available from True Car certified dealers nationwide. Whether you're looking to buy new or used, you can get upfront pricing information that empowers discounts off the list price for used cars and a better buying experience through the True Car certified dealer network. There are over 700,000 pre-owned vehicles available from True Car certified dealers nationwide. You'll see what other people paid for the car you want so you can know what a fair price is and feel confident. With True Car, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing so you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience. Using True Car, you can easily find the new or used car you want. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states, and I'm not going to tell you which dates and which features. That's not my job. Hey, have you heard? Podcast One has a whole bunch of awesome new shows filled with big names that are waiting for you on our brand new amazing app. This one's a game changer. There's Norman Lear talking to Amy Poehler, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Charles Barkley. Geffen Playhouse Unscripted with Brian Cranston, Josh Gad, and soon Neil Patrick Harris. Nice. OC Real Housewife, Heather Dubrow's World, Lady Gang's Three Mimosa Podcast with Leah Michelle, Nelly Furtado, L. King, and more. Plus every episode of the Adam Carolla Show, Dan Patrick, and Rich Eisen. And if you like what happens in the ring, we've got Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, Chael Sonnen, and a whole bunch more. So download our one-of-a-kind new app and see for yourself. Go to the App Store, Google Play, or download it now at podcast1.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Wasn't it? I thought it was a funny little moment when we were all sitting at the table before it started and then the four guys come around and tap you on the shoulder like we were on this, like, triple quadruple date with these four guys who come over oh hi how yeah, are you right, and yeah. having a conversation our guy takes us out to the car and <clears throat> but yeah, um, it was like eharmony.com <laughs> <laughs> we've set this car for you this is your color but they but they ask you in there are you sure is everything okay i yeah. i really loved it i really liked the coaching I feel like I'm a better driver now, even after just a couple hours of wheel time and coming off the track. Well, I'm glad to hear that you guys. And if you had any amount of money to spend on a Porsche now, Bill, what would you get out of all the things you've seen today? Well, the only two that I've really experienced was the GT3 RS and the GT RS. Um, You know, I was in. Hold it back up. What? The GT3 RS and the right. Turbo, right? Oh, and the Turbo. Turbo S. Yeah. yeah, I would... I, I you still, were in a Panamera I'd Turbo. Want it, yeah, well, I'd probably get the Panamera. You'd still. Or a Speedster. And what about you? Did, <laughs> did you change I any just of want, your... I uh, want a 58 Speedster. No, you know what? If for me, the second I got into the GT3 RS, I felt at home. Right. Just felt at home. I'm like, here's this thing that I love. This right. lightness, this thing Could that just feels... you drive that every day? Would I drive it every day? Yeah. yeah, I would. But I'm just saying, as, as far as a car that I connected with on the track today, right. the Turbo S does everything and it's lovely, but the GT3 RS really feels like me. You know, you've reminded me of this over and over again over the mm-hmm, years mm-hmm. When, I, when I start looking at other stuff. Mm-hmm. You go, you're a GT3 guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you remind me of that. And it's important to remember because that's, um, that's where I was happiest today was in that car. Once they dial you into a level of responsiveness that you've never felt before, mm-hmm. it's very hard to go back to n- normal cars that have a kind of a general, uh, you know, big tent approach mm-hmm. to the public of, uh, you know, how it should feel. You know, in the old days, Porsches were just for sports car guys. Now mm-hmm. they've got to make them for everybody. Well, that, you know, we were talking about this this morning. Now that this new GT3 is coming out, you're having the same experience in your 2015 car as I am, 
which, yeah. which is not wanting to let it go. Right, right. Are you going to? No, I'm not going to let it go. You're going to keep it? Yeah. Are you going to, and you're still against the manual transmission GT3? Yes, I am. You're very much there. Tell everybody why. <laughs> I think it's a stupid old guy. <laughs> I'm a man. Automatics are for women. <clears throat> oh, but then listen. What? You know, I followed him, Dan. I followed this advice, and he, and he. Fucked me out you, of a nine eighteen. <laughs> listening to this, and, and and Mike, would you please clarify that I did not? I don't think he fucked you out of it. No, he you had it's a his, shot, and you passed on it you, because you said you said not. Nah, I'm not getting that. I don't think had that, but it's a stupid. You said no, it's but a he had it. Car. He did and have it. I think I also helped you make that decision not to get one because well, the, the lease payment too. was ridiculous. It was like twenty five thousand. Who knows a month. if you would even like it? You might not like it. The money. <laughs> Think of all the money that got left on the table. Yeah. Oh, well, because you would have flipped it. Or I would have just known. I, I like to have lots of imaginary money in my imaginary money bank account. And that has that adds a lot of imaginary money to your imaginary money bank account. But you're it's making, worth twice what you, what you paid really? for it. But yeah. you're making money. You just sold a car last week, right? Tell everybody what you sold. I sold, with the help of Dean Baroni, the greatest car salesman car of all time, yes. the greatest car pusher. The uh, first one's for free. That's what he... <laughs> <laughs> it was my 2004 Carrera GT. Ouch. Uh, and I had it. I experienced it. I loved it. And somebody came along and wants to now be the next uh, person to hold that car. And um, it's a good time for me to release it. Uh, and what are you going to do with the money? What are you going to get? I don't know yet. That's the, that's so, the fun I mean, part. It, all of this is learning experience. You don't buy the 918. That's a learning experience. Right. And Moving then when you forward, buy it, you don't look back and you regret. You go, okay, next time. So what is that next car now that you're not going to let go by? I don't know. But, it, but the funny thing is that I really learned something with the Carrera GT. So take, for example, that we're, we're slaves to low mileage cars. Right. And so I bought this car 300 miles on my Carrera GT. Jeez, I won the low mile contest of all time. Right. But what I learned with this car was that you can have too few miles on a car. And the car was undrivable. None of the systems were functioning properly. And I actually had to go through, redo the clutch, redo the alternator, redo the shocks because the shocks bleed out and freeze right, up. There right. was a lot of work involved. So how much and money did you think you put into it? I must have put, I don't know if it was 30 or 50 grand into the car wow. to get it running right. And there was pleasure in doing that. And there was pleasure in learning that just because it has low miles doesn't necessarily equate to a more usable and drivable mm -hmm. car. And now I know if I get into another career or GT, maybe I buy the example that has been driven regularly and has 5,000 miles and on. kept well and kept well yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so now, what is it uh, certain cars stick you have them you have them for a while and you can't let go of them and then others just come in they they circle the moon for a few orbits and then they move off into you, yeah, and that's and that's a hundred percent true. And then, of course, you have have taken to a whole nother, <laughs> taken it to a whole nother level in letting cars go and then reacquiring them. Yes, Jerry's you, is an asteroid belt. It's an asteroid. There are rocks it everywhere. Like Haley's comet. Right. Haley's <laughs> comet. It returns because you have you just released the car that you've owned now th on three separate three occasions. times. This so I I can now own it. For a fourth time, <laughs> if I could find it again. The Taylor Burden syndrome. Yeah. This is right? the 964 yeah. Cup car? 
That's right. Yeah. The Billy Martin Yankee uh, syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so you sold that? Sold it, yeah. Okay. Sold it to Ray J. Right. Who's well, going to try to probably sell it to me? Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll probably <laughs> buy it from him, and, and right? Because that's what we do. Somehow he'll make it sound more desirable. Right. Uh, that he's very good at that. Those cars don't seem to stay with many people long. Why is that? What's the reason? You guys have owned them. I think they're terrific. They're pretty stiff. They're beautiful cars. I think it's... Well, the cup car is a very different proposition than a 964 RS, which I never knew until I drove a 964 RS. But the point I is, thought it was the same thing, and it's not the same thing. But it was all you could get. That it was, was all you could get in the, in the 90s, yeah. Right. So you had what was available in the U.S. Right. in that category. That's true. And now 25 years have passed. You can buy the real deal. Yeah. And yeah. these cup cars were originally for a racing series that never happened? That's right. And there were 20 of them or 40? 40? 45. 45. Of which 25 were bastardized. I owned one of those, and I think yours was an Andile uh, car yeah, as well. Yeah, mine was too, yeah. And then there's 20 fabled port cars. And when you which, say bastardized, what does that mean? They took them apart and then had to put them to... And they, what are they called? Reconverted. Mm-hmm. They were originally. The they were sent over basic as basic cars to the U.S. and then they were converted to race spec and I then see. unconverted from race spec to right. road spec. Right. So okay. they've been caught up a couple times. And there are twenty yeah. of those and twenty. Twenty five of twenty five of the bastards and twenty what they call port cars that were never converted. And those are the most desirable. But I've never seen one though. Have you, Jerry? I think I heard of somebody that had one, or I saw it an ad for one. So you had one of the cut-up cars, too. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Hmm. And they're all white. And There's you had, one red one. There's one red one. And they came with that little sticker kit. Yeah. And you guys never put your stickers on. I did. Remember I had the stickers oh, on yeah. for a couple of weeks? Yeah. Did that make <laughs> it better? <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. It bothered you that much. <laughs> Take the stickers yeah. off. It's but hard. I think the 964RS is the next great discovery for in the American market, a car that American guys have never had access to. They're all coming in now from Japan and from Europe, and people never knew what this car was. I think it's kind of an ultimate of the original configuration 911 development and um, what we call a sweet spot or a, 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 a perfect moment car is what I would call it. Can you register those in the state of California? Yeah. Zuckerman? You're giving a schmirk and a lip movement? It depends on who you are. <laughs> who you talk to? Who you talk to and who you know. If you got a guy. It's like you. You got like, a guy. It's like you and Mayor Lindsay's guy yeah, getting the I license. Got a guy and a guy. Why? What's the rule? I'm asking. I really don't know what the rule is. Is what? California different than any other state yeah, when it comes yeah. to that stuff? And and it depends on the VIN numbers and it depends what country they came from. Right. I think I think California does make it harder. But then again, I think you can register these things in Montana um, without the car ever being in Montana. Yes. There's a lot of stuff being done in Montana. It's funny business. <laughs> so all three people want, want some tax money. All three people that live in that state. Yeah. What, about, what about when you bring the car in from another country? Do you have to pay any sort of tax there? So if I pay three hundred grand, the car gets you know, shipped to the docks in where, Long Beach? Yeah, and I think you, I think you pay 3% three percent import. There's a three percent import It's not so much that it would scare you off. Right. Are they big em- emissions uh, concerns? Well, that's the California? thing about California. Yeah. So, again, we go back to your Mayor Lindsay or how you got rid of that Jeep that one time, I right. think it was. Choppy? 
<clears throat> what is that? Little, little you look shopping? like you just brought up a story that wasn't supposed to well, be brought up. Well, you know, before there was eBay, before there was the internet, there before was a there was, a, you know, you need to get rid of a car quick. <laughs> you know. But that's Bill's story, not mine. <laughs> Don't get Bill arrested on his we're birthday. We're not going public on that <laughs> one. That statute of limitations <laughs> expired. So I have, a, I have a tax question, know. though. So it, Counselor, am, should I tell that story? No. Or I am, I, am I paying sales tax? On a car that I buy? No, you you pay the import duty. Just, just the import tax. Just the import duty, and then and you pay your And is there any VAT li- or anything like that? No, you pay your... It, once it's 25 years old, and Jerry knows better than I, because he's bought in cars that are not 25 years old under, I think, the show display. And display. Show, and, show and display, yeah. Which is a pretty good loophole, because yeah. when they give you 2,500 miles a year... And who's coming to check? Who's coming to check? <laughs> and who's driving at 2,500 miles right, anyway? right. So what, Mr. Show and Display? <laughs> Can I have a look at your odometer, please? This is Bob Display. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what kind of badge you get for that job. There's no guy checking. That's the thing. I mean, I guess they could when you registered the car again. And put, but I, yeah, you're right. It, that's a nice it's big a fat big loophole. Fat loophole. And who's responsible for Show and Display? Was it Bill Gates? Bruce Canaper and Bill Gates and yeah. some legislator. That they uh, and this was all about the nine fifty nine. It was the all about the nine fifty nine. Yeah. Wow. I wonder how much that legislator got to write that. You know, those guys come cheap. It may may have been a couple dinners and, and twenty <laughs> and twenty grand, and you have a federal law. Right. Well, those two guys, yeah, dinner, just talking about why that car is important. Could you see uh, Canapa and Bill Gates having a conversation <laughs> together? That would be awesome. <laughs> Bill Gates get involved. It's, he wanted he wanted <clears throat> a nine five nine, and it wasn't allowed, It was not it made for the U.S. of A. Do you think Bill Gates does he collect cars? I mean, what else does he have? If he's buying a nine fifty nine, he might I, have some good stuff. He right? collects the world. And, and and maybe we'll get some crumbs. <laughs> no. Do you know of anything else that he might own? Nothing, right? I don't know. That's a good question, Bill Gates. What do you own? Dean has his his hooks into some of these, you know, fancy guys. These, oh, he does? Uh, these very unique birds with lots and lots of, <laughs> of, of cars that have never been driven. Yes. <laughs> Well, Sam has done some work with uh, Bill Gates, my guy, for particularly getting his 959 mm-hmm. commissioned and, uh, and running again. This is Sam Cabiglio, who helps vet cars for us and is a genius at it. Weld inspection. Weld inspection, and yeah, a guy who knows a fake weld. Zuckerman, you don't inspect cars much when you buy them, I noticed. You just you see it on the Internet, you make that face. Yeah, yeah, I say, the, last two, the last two words I ever say before any important decision... You know what you know what those words are? Fuck it. <laughs> well, what a, and sometimes I get lucky, sometimes I don't. But right. that's how I like. That's how I, I guess I'm a little bit of a gambler. I would say, but most of the time you're fine, right? I know of one instance where you weren't, and cars were welded together. Has there been any other ones? The Jaguar. Yeah, the yeah, Jag- that was that Jaguar. The Jag was was two different years put together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 67 and 68 became one year. And, uh, and, I, and I don't think I, I've been lucky. I haven't been screwed. I learned. I, I call that tuition in the school of life. But that what, was, is it, what is it? I've watched what? all of you guys and myself included. I've watched these dealers that we deal with screw us over and over again. And then lots of good cars. And then, but we tend to forget. Like we're heading into Monterey this time with this crew of characters. And the slate... Seems to get wiped clean a lot. Yes, it does. You know what? You know what I mean. It's like etch a sketch. Yeah, you shake it, 
<laughs> and you start drawing again. And you start thinking, oh, yeah. I like that guy yeah. now. You kind of forget. Because you're stuck with them. You're stuck with, <laughs> you're stuck yeah, with your dealer. Yeah, you're so stuck he with, sold, we're, we're stuck with all these guys. He sold me fake blow, yeah. and then we'll, we'll forgive Did him. Did you hear yeah. that, Dean? Well, it's not Dean. Dean sells new cars. It's, it's the old cars. Like, we've all been screwed and really annoyed by some of these yes. guys. And then we tend not to, not to just to well, let what, it go well, at some point. What should we do? What can we do? I don't know we're that we stuck. want to do we're, anything. We're in this thing. We, we can't get out. There's no other thing. <laughs> what are we going to get into? I think we're entertained Art. by it. Stamps. Stamps. <laughs> Food. Leno has a funny line about, um, you know, when people talk about how much these cars are worth. He said, they paid $100 million for a picture of a guy holding his face. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's worth $100 million, my car is definitely worth half, half that. Yeah. Paul, what happened with Try the, sitting uh, on a stamp and having a good cars. time. The sunroof to well, Spike, we went and saw sunroof delete cars. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So is that what's, uh, what's on the radar right now? Yeah, what, what is really at? on what the radar you, right what now? What are you hoping to find now? We're always ho- you know, we're hoping to find the next great car. The next great car that it could be anything in the Porsche world, or maybe for me, the Mercedes-Benz world. It's got to be original. It's got to be unique. It's got to have a good color. It's got to... That silly word has got to resonate. Right. It's got to resonate. The, Mercedes- the five cars didn't resonate with us. None of them did. What The Mercedes-Benz. What are you talking about? What, do you, what would you well, be looking Okay, at? so this Mercedes I like. I'm not just a Porsche guy. He's like uh, with Volkswagens with you. He's like that with Mercedes. Yeah, but you I get- like Mercedes too. I'm a big I fan love, of the I, W123 I like- diesel. Ooh. Ooh. Which oh. I love those. Train spotting. 78 to 85. Just the classic. Mm-hmm. I, I, that car is the essence of what I call cariness. It's <laughs> it's so cari. It's just so looks. Everything about it looks like a car. <laughs> you know, there's certain cars that are trying to be cars. They're pretending to be cars. Mm-hmm. They're versions of cars. This is a, really a car. It's just a you know the sedan with the trunk and the four doors and a steering wheel and it has a steering it, wheel well wow. it, it appealed to it appealed <laughs> to legions like of turkish wagon. cab drivers as, as well yeah yeah <laughs> so, when i first went to europe in the 70s and then you get in these cars as cabs and they're just like oh, this is a real car yeah yeah but you tend to sell those cars as do you are there Mer- do you have a mercedes well you like the gull wings you have those Specifically, what are you looking for, Z? You, last time it was a 959S. Whatever you S. got. He's looking for yeah, whatever, whatever you got. got. Whatever what you, you got. got. Tell me what something. Got, what do you got on you? <laughs> <laughs> I saw your old Mercedes on Canopus uh, last night. The that, blue one. The blue car, which is gorgeous. Oh. Yeah, he's never been able to sell it, even wow. though it would be the best opera window coupe of it's all perfection. time. Wow. Perfection. You remember that car, yeah, Jerry? Yeah, beautiful car. Do you know the number on it? What is he asking for that car? I would have to assume he'd want to get in the upper upper ones for yeah. that something over something between one hundred and fifty and two hundred. Mm-hmm. Put it this way: if you wanted to restore a car like that, it would it would cost you over three hundred thousand to do that job today. It would right. be prohibitive. That that's what always appealed to the car about me. That's what resonated with me. So I looked at the car and I said, well, "Somebody was a lunatic. How could yeah. somebody <laughs> do this? How then, could- wh- then why did you let it go?" Because I had it. I experienced it, and it was like, okay. Uh, I did it. Right, but some cars, you was, can't quit them. Right. What what do you, you, which ones can't you Brokeback quit? Brokeback Mountain. Um, well, um, <laughs> I could predict some of those. I a think. lot of them. Yeah. All the ones I have. Everything that I have. He just, uh, Paul, just so graciously sold me his 82. Ooh. Targa. SC Targa. Yes. Yeah. 
in, in ice blue with 11,000 original miles, also um, acquired through Ray Joseph's in Houston. Yes. The car's outstanding. And it's, it's, I'm so in love with it. I am so, I will never, ever, I just love it. It's, and and it, you had it. You loved it. And the reason, I I, and the reason it was, I thought it was so good. It was a car I was going to keep forever. Right. And only because you did something from, you gave me a car. That was so good. Right. That was so special that, that the universe was only going to be in order if I gave you back something equally precious. Oh, that's nice. Of that's me. how it worked for me. And you it made, you're referring it, to the ice car? Uh, no, I don't know. I'm referring to uh, the, oh, the 58 s- Super Speedster. That's right. With factory clock and radio. Yes, yeah, highly optioned with those two options. Right, right. right? And, I, and so you, you let me have that car. I had to give you something. I had to give you something right. that, I had, that took a little piece out of me. Right. My favorite right. text about that car was, I'm going to rip out the AC on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't your, do that, by the way. In I, your response. <laughs> no. No, don't you do that <laughs> yeah, to my car. Car, right? It's Isn't not that... yours anymore. I know. It, it, was so, it was that shows you how much I was attached to that car. But yeah. I, I just needed you to have that in exchange for what you did. Uh, but see, getting... I even wanted. I mean, I, I saw a '73 T last night that looked beautiful and it had AC in it, and I thought the exact same thing when I saw it. If I buy this, I'm going to tear out that AC. Well, it's early '70s. You really don't want AC. It didn't work at all. Right? But really? You, you... I love that AC. It points right at your very private parts. <laughs> Keeps you incredibly cool. As We're in the eighty-two, no, no, no in the early seventies, like, like a seventy-three that had that. Little oh, with thing that thing on the bottom, yeah, right, that row of vents. I've that, never experienced. But that. I wonder really? if that's it's a, a crotch cooler. Oh, it's, it's terrific. It's, right. it's the ultimate. Right, it's it's what they call it. I wonder if that's a generational thing. Like, back in the day, guys used to tear this stuff out. Right. Like, I wonder if we're past that now. Because I'm not so sure I would take out the AC in that 73 anymore. It feels like I'm altering the way the car was made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, at the factory. I could never buy that car. Which one? A 73 with air conditioning. It's just like, eh. It's just wrong. It's, yeah, it's wrong. It's too much. It's like somebody trying to make it you know, work for every possible situation. Though so when it gets as hot as it is this week in L.A. and you're in an old 911 and you have A.C., yeah. it does... I like to sweat. I like to get in an old car and sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel young. Kids don't experience <laughs> that anymore. No, kids, this is what kids, we did. We sweated. That's what we did. When we we cried, what do you do when it gets hot in there? Yeah, it's hot. We just get, get in hot. the back of the car, sit in the hot side, <laughs> the vinyl and burn. Well, we'll leave it at that. That's Jerry exactly likes to sweat in old cars. In the, in the Volkswagen. Well, Bill, happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday I hope you had a great time. This is the best birthday I've ever, ever had. Well, uh, this is the we best. Are ho- here's, hoping, here's had, hoping you have many, many, many more, my friend. That's all the time this we have for on Spike's Car Thank Radio. You See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.